T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, 1 o'clock hour here. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. Nate Taylor in studio as he is every Tuesday, of course, from The Athletic. You heard him last night with CDOT on The Nate Taylor Show. Nate Taylor, once again, how many Super Bowls is this that you've covered? Is this your third as well, or did you cover one elsewhere or something I'm missing? No, this is this is my third, uh, you know, covering uh, a team specific. Um, I would just like to remind everybody that since I joined the B coverage since I've been the um, really the sole primary beat writer of the Chiefs for the Athletic, they have gone to five straight AFC Championship <laughs> games, all of them at home. I have yet to cover a road postseason game. Um, you got you got us beat then because we're ours is three years ours of the is show, four years of the show, yeah. like four yes, postseasons yeah. of the show. And so we now, got a better percentage though of Super Bowls. <laughs> we're seventy five percent. You're only sixty. Hey. So yes, this will, this will be the third Super Bowl that I that I get to cover. Um, the first fellas that we get to cover in person since 2019. I know. That's right. That'll be nice. A real, real radio row. <laughs> yes. Uh, 100%. Isn't it kind of Get me ready to see any legend I haven't thought about in decades. <laughs> Did you know you're going to love seeing like Ronnie Lott or whatever? Oh, it's always dog. dudes like that. I think Joe Montana was, I think obviously in 2019, they were playing the, the, the 49ers. It was, yeah. you know, it was, it was Joe Montana's paradise. Um, when I saw Joe Montana for the first time in person, I was like, Montana wouldn't do any local KC radio though. I remember we tried. He was, he was very, yeah. he, he was very much. I am obviously a 49ers <laughs> legend. There's, and obviously I helped the chiefs get to the last AFC championship game before Patrick Mahomes was on the roster. So, um, but I remember talking to him and just being like, you know, um, kind of been a marvel like just marveling about like yeah like who would have thought man like how about this and obviously getting his perspective on Patrick Mahomes uh and it's only grown like he's you know I remember him and Kurt Warner both telling me in Miami before they played the game no he the best quarterback I ain't I've ever seen and I was like really they were right and Kurt (laughs) Warner was like Nate he's the best quarterback I've ever seen and then and then obviously we saw what happened in, in Super Bowl 54, and I was just like, well, that, it's it's all, these are why the guys are important to talk to who really know, study the game, have obviously played the game. And uh, yeah, they were right. They were they were right. Who's still on that list, by the way? I think of my childhood favorite athletes. There's only two I haven't met that I'm like, I think oh. I'd gush over. 
They are Ken Griffey Jr. and Dan Marino. Oh, if I can mean either Griffey. of those Marino, really? I grew up Griffey. loving watching Marino. Who did love watching Marino, yeah. man? So, no, like, it's some, those two. Zingers. I, so, Marino. Griffey oh, is, like, top of the list. Like, dude, Senex. That's Griffey. interesting. Like, I get the Griffey. I, I totally get Griffey. For Marino, like, is that, for me, like, I don't know, growing up in Kansas City, that wasn't, that wasn't it for me. But I get the Griffey one. I, I totally mm-hmm. get I, I don't know. I don't have it. There's not me. I don't know if I ever had like a long, long list. Those are the two like left. Gonzalez for a while was one, but we've talked about it multiple times. And you've met him by now. Right? Have, He's been on this show. I have. I have met has him. He, has he given you uh, good vibes? Good, good interaction. He was pretty good on the show. Yeah, I'm we had a by this. Like, yeah. I always try to tell people like Tony Gonzalez is better than you. Think he is just to like interact with you around. Like he's always been great. With he's very person. laid back. Yes. In person. Yes. Like I feel like that that counts for something. Is there yeah. somebody else still on your list, Nate? That I haven't met. Yeah. Man, Ken Griffey is up there. Dude, that's got to be a top it's, of. It's up there. Anybody um, our age, it's like that's like the top of the list. Yeah. So I used to cover the NBA. Um, so I've met just about everybody from that generation mm-hmm. on. Like you know, sure. it's it's. It's not every day. I I don't I don't need to get to the Larry Bird stories, but basically, I used to obviously interview Larry Bird when he was like the team president for the Pacers. Um, and then he is his sort of extension to everybody else of NBA history. Literally anyone. It's it was <laughs> it was really helpful. Um, in the football era, if I could meet Barry Sanders, okay, I would hug. I've never this met. Man. I've interviewed him, but never met him. I've before. never I've yeah. never met him. I would I would just I adore Barry Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> like I know some of them runs were not not great, but the ones that were great are just whoo so good. That's not how we drew it up, Barry. And <laughs> I got twenty five yards the both easy and hard way. It's going to be awesome next week in Glendale as we get Nate Taylor from the Athletic in studio with us. But how the Chiefs got to this point? We've been talking about that throughout the last twenty four hours or so, and looking at what Brett Veach has been able to do. With this roster, considering where the money has been allocated to really six players yep. taking up a bulk of, of the salary, like when you're hitting on the draft picks at this rate, like this, this is how you do wind up in another Super Bowl. I, nobody's expecting him to continue on this track, but he now has some wiggle room too, even for, for this upcoming draft, just in terms of uh, knowing that this defense has so many young pieces now mm-hmm. that are going to have Super Bowl experience too and maybe a Super Bowl win. They went from picking um, through necessity to now they might be picking from a place of luxury, especially, obviously, if they win the Super Bowl, of course. Um, really, the thing that, I don't know if it went under the radar, obviously, I've reported and, and written about it in the past, but just the continuity that they had in two unprecedented manners. They had the same coaching staff, and I've had much of the same coaching staff since the defensive overhaul in 2019, right? Same coordinators, same position players, you know, hey, all of a sudden it's Mike Kafka leaving, it's Matt House leaving, but mostly, like, the nucleus is still there. Obviously, bringing in Matt Nagy helps. And then in the front office, they pretty much had the same front office continuity until last, you know, the start until of Ryan last, Poles, right? Until Ryan Poles left. And those two things working in tandem allowed them to have these good drafts, allowed them to know, we're not changing course in the middle of the scouting process or the middle of the draft process. Or we went to the combine with clear um, intentions, with clear goals in mind, what we really want to get out of the interviews and obviously the testing. Um, some teams don't love the testing at the combine. Some teams want to have a mix of testing at the combine and the senior bowl and the pro days and the East West Shrine Bowl. Like they are doing a complete composite 
of the draft process. And then obviously they do a lot of research. They have a lot of scouts who have spent time on those college campuses really trying to get to understand who the player is from a person, obviously from an athlete standpoint, and how those two are intertwined. Um, it's amazing that they have both had a coaching staff that has told them, here's what we want, and then they have a front office that has been willing to do anything and everything to try to fulfill that. Now, of course, when a season ends, you change things, you try to identify certain stuff, but ultimately, the reason why these rookies are so good is because they found durable, reliable, growing players, like, i.e., they haven't reached their athletic max yet. And then they have a coaching staff who says, we will bring you along the course of the season, maybe a little bit slower than the common fan wants, but what really matters, because we have, again, these six to seven really core veteran players who have been through this before, they're going to help teach you, we're going to coach you along the way so that you can be at your best when your best is needed, which is the AFC Championship game against an opponent you hadn't beaten in three straight times, and they have plenty of stars across their roster. So there's going to be a fun conversation about, like, the Eagles have the best roster, top to bottom. It's a fact. But also, that gap is getting shorter and shorter the further you get from the start of the regular season to the Super Bowl because the Chiefs have somehow executed this pretty well in terms of, yes, you still have the best quarterback. He might be injured, but, you know, playing exceptional, even still. The defense has gotten better over the course of the season. The coaches, that's where the advantage might be on Sunday against the Eagles. You have a real coaching advantage, and they've demonstrated that yet again this season. Are you, I mean, I, I guess I always had high hopes because I thought he was going to be great, but considering he missed the amount of time he did, are you surprised Trent McDuffie's this good? No. Like, he stands out <laughs> nope. to me, Nate. Well, I told them, I don't know, we were talking like week eight or nine, I was like, he's going to be the best corner by the end of the year on this mm-hmm. team. And they're like, the best corner? I'm like, the best corner. The best. Like, and it's not even close. I'm like, I think Snead's really good. I think right. Trent McDuffie's the best corner on this team. Pure corner. Pure yes. corner. Yeah, yeah. Sneed does everything. He yes. blitzes. He does so many good yes. things. Yeah. I was talking about a guy who stands up there and guards Jamar Chase. Oh, Going to have to guard A.J. Brown. Going to have to guard, you know, an important wide receiver on the opposite, Devontae Smith. He's going to have to guard yes. somebody. Yes, and I love that matchup. I'm like, based on size and body type and what each player can do, like, put them on the field. Like, you know, I, they're not going to obviously shadow uh, with Trip McDuffie. But if you could, I would choose Devontae, just like, hey, that's your guy. Like, he's a route-running expertise. Guess who got the best hips and feet on the team? You do. Um, The reason I – the moment I realized that Trent McDuffie was indeed the best quarterback on the team was the Bengals were, like, in the first matchup, in the middle of the second quarter, they were like, we're going to try another. We're going to try another fade route to to chase. You know, this is a matchup we have always won. Oh, yeah, this is Shavarius Ward over the top of his head. I don't care if it's uh, Fenton. I don't care if it's Snead. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna obviously we're gonna test Joshua Williams because Jalen Watson wasn't available for that game. Second quarter, let's see what he can do. He ran an eye route. He shoved him. He jammed him. Then he got physical with him. In his hips, in his feet, and his eyes were in place. And then, of course, he, as like a veteran, just slowly pushed him to the sideline. And of course, Jamar Chase had like a Jordan esque like jump over his head. Yes, like I was like, oh my god. But he was out of bounds because you're not going to do that against me. You can have a highlight, but it ain't going to count in the box score. And I and you know what? 
All right, where Joshua Williams at? Because he about to get all these reps in yeah. the second half, and that's where they targeted. I thought in the last two games they really made Jamar Chase work. Yes, like I know they like he ended up with decent stat lines, but in both of those games he had to work for those stat lines. You know, yes. Yes. one easy, one like you just show up and get 110 yards, and nobody you didn't have to do anything. Right, or you're just running freely. You yeah, know? they really challenged them. I mean, that was a crazy thing, and I and I wrote this you know for today's story in the Athletic just about the rookies as a whole, but. But I started on the idea of, like, on the fourth play, you lose your best, most veteran corner in LeJarrius Sneed in terms of variety, in terms of uh, flexibility, in terms of, you know, making it hard to disguise what the coverage is because Sneed could be inside and outside. Obviously, he can do a range of things that you're not asking these rookies for. So he's out of the game by the fifth snap. And it's just like, you're telling me it's Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd against rookie, rookie, rookie. Dog. And they were just like, yeah, we're just going to play cover one. We're just going to play a lot of cover two disguising, a little bit of robber. Obviously, we're going to play some quarters at times just to mix it up. But mostly, we're going to be in these dudes' face. And we're going to run step for step with them. And if you want to throw them 50-50, go get it, balls. All right, there's your best option based on what is coming in terms of the live play. So it was it was fascinating to know that they challenged them, that they were step for step with them. And it, like you said, there wasn't a highlight where it's like, man, he's five yards behind the defense with the ball in the air. That wasn't the case. Um, Byron, Brian Cook is, gets exposed on one mm-hmm. route. They were on the same route with a different receiver from a different side of the formation. Just so you know, hey, keep keep things a little shaky yeah, for sure. the rookie. Rookie's like, I ain't going to get beat again. Are you running another up, up and out? Okay, cool. Like, all right, here we go. Tip it to Watson. Where's the ball? And, and, he, and he made a play, so... Yeah, they, in a, they've in a, done a fantastic job. In a weird way, McDuffie missing so much time early actually which forced Watson and, and Williams back into more playing time. In a way, that actually paid off for them yes. come playoff time. To your point about uh, trying to, to slowly build them up. You like If, if McDuffie plays from week one on, Josh Williams doesn't Williams. get nearly the experience. Yes. And we, who knows what he's able to do in the AFC title game. It might have been much more problematic. We got Nate Taylor from the Athletic in studio. I think we all agree, though, with Chris Jones. Like That was his signature game of his career. That was... You're, you're looking for moments. I understand he already won a ring, but that yeah. was his signature moment. We had all been waiting for, can he step up in the biggest possible moment in a playoff game? And boy, did he ever multiple times throughout the game. Uh, but then, of course, really what ended up being a, you know, a game ceiling sack because it set the offense back up to get the football. I mean, he was as dominant as you could possibly be on a football field. Um, I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Chris Jones obviously had his best game. He chose the perfect moment to have a postseason classic type of performance, both inside and obviously on the edge. Um, people can go look this up. Uh, Arrowhead Pride retweeted this earlier today. Oh, uh, did you, Nick? Did you retweet that, Nick? Shout no, out to, that wasn't you? Shout out to Pete Sweeney. Um, what, Nate, I'm saying you can't, you can't shout me out. I'm five feet away from you. You're not the editor-in-chief. You run the Twitter account, I saw it sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you know. We well, all, we it, all kick it, into that book. Was it earlier today? No, no it wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> hey, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Uh, you know, authenticity is important. ready to give you credit. <laughs> Genuineness is necessary in life. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the people who run the Arrowhead Twitter, uh, Arrowhead Pride Twitter account. Uh, yeah, shout out to you. Um, they retweeted. Um, I don't know how to pronounce. It. I mean, guys, handles are hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. basically, um, it's a it's a young fella. Uh, how you pronounce this? Crimso? Crimso? Sure. So uh, it works today. for me, man. Crimso86. <laughs> uh, no one's arguing with that. He quote tweeted um, the moment where CBS cameras found 
um, Chris Jones in his element tearing during the national yeah. anthem. Yeah. And Crimson said, quote, I knew it was over for Burrow when I saw this. A single stream of tear coming out of yeah. Chris Jones's eyes. Did you, did you? Did anybody ask him about the tear? I, mean, I haven't yet. I, 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 I didn't legit question. I didn't on see it, it obviously because I was in the stadium. I, I don't want to ruin the moment because it fits the whole storyline. It's perfect. But then if you watch in the second half late, after he got the, the last sack and he's watching the Chiefs, they cut to Chris and he's got another tier. My question is, was, wow. it, was it just, well, was it just. You're saying, is it sweat? No, no, You're no, starting no. a conspiracy theory? I'm saying I was at the game as well. It was so damn cold. My eyes watered. I'm asking if his eyes were watering, okay. not really crying. Hey, that's I, all. I, I know it kills the story. I but will I'm just, get you that information. Please do. That's why, later that's why this we week. like you, Nate. We know you'll get to the bottom nah, of dude, it. Nah, dude, look at the way he's rocking and listen to that national anthem and tell me he's not crying. I mean. We'll find out. Maybe he was. He was, he was summoning all the greatness. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Um, and he was great. He was He was incredible. I mean, they don't score a touchdown before halftime because Chris Jones literally pushes two offensive linemen into Joe Burrow's lap, and he's like, I can't get the ball off comfortably. I can't I can't get a follow-through on my on my throw, which is why the ball goes high. And then they're like, all right, come on. Let's, let's kick the field goal. I mean, it's him – you know they moved him around. Obviously, I think it's Jay okay. Beatley who put out the who put out the tweet earlier. I guess it was yesterday saying yeah. that like you know that she's deliberately put him just at three tech whole game first matchup Crazy. so that they could just move him around in the second matchup. That's wild. I mean that's that's chess. I mean that's a game of chess. Where they double teamed him like eighty five percent of the time. It didn't matter. It did not matter. And obviously, it helps when you know some of your starters aren't aren't available. I mean this is where injuries come into play. Um, Chris has given maximum effort. He's played the most offensive snaps on the D-line all season, um, and he has played extremely well with that much of a burden to carry this defense. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a... It's, how do you not pay the a, guy now? Oh, it's impossible. I mean, <laughs> it's a storybook. Like, like, how are you... I mean, if, let's say it's four for 120. What What is your argument, unless you're just flat out against giving somebody money how over the age of 30? Like, like, just find a way to structure it. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think if I... You know, if I was... Um, if I was in the room uh, with Chris Shea and Brent Tillis and Mike Bradway and obviously Brett Veach and Andy Reid and Clark Hunt, I always like to acknowledge that like it's Clark Clark Hunt manages the cap. He is part of the finance committee. He's gonna have to put mm-hmm. some that money in escrow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would tell those guys is figure out the best way to structure it. Like that's that's where we are now. Like not we're not gonna sign him. Just just figure, figure out how to pay figure him. out the best way to structure it for. Team and mm-hmm. for him, you know, because obviously if you're going to give him an extension, you want to guarantee that that player usually is on the team for the next two years. And then it's year three that gets a little tricky, and then year four is basically funny money. Um, if it's a four-year deal. obviously Which is how it worked the last time. Yeah, if it's a five-year deal, then that might change things a little bit. You might give more money in the signing bonus of a five-year deal so that obviously it's a little more smooth or even um, based on how most of these things are structured than compared to a three-year or a four-year deal. So there's 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 benefits to three, four, five. Just find the best way to structure it because he that valuable. Aaron Donald is closer to retirement than obviously what he was in 2020. Chris Jones is in the prime of his career, and he's now got a system that is obviously that can work with players that can replicate it again, whether it's Karloftis, whether you bring back Frank Clark or another veteran like Carlos Dunlap. They might obviously draft another player at the defensive line position anyway. Um, obviously, Colin Saunders is a is a free agent. But Joe Cullen and Steve Spagnuolo have figured out a system, and it starts with him. And 
you should just try to continue that over the next two seasons. Look, maybe this is just one of those cases of getting it right. But Joe Cullen in preseason, having barely been with his team, saying that Chris Jones was going to have to be great for them to he was gonna have, to have a career year. He says he's going to have a career year for us to hold the Lombardi trophy. I have a chance to hold the Lombardi trophy. Yeah. I was like, I mean, damn, he was right. <laughs> But he also, mm-hmm. he got him there. Like, to me, like, this ends a lot of the Chris Jones stuff. And it's not, this is not trying to diminish his job. I still think it's the depth of the defensive line, why they have gotten so much better defensively. They run like other great defensive lines. Mm-hmm. They run seven deep. Yep. Michael Dan is like your fifth best pass rusher, your sixth best pass rusher, but mm-hmm. he can consistently get, get to the get quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you might put Clark and Dunlap and Jones and Karloft is all above him. But Dana can get pressure and did in that game, too, yes, by the really way. Did, yeah. And Colin mm-hmm. Saunders, you mentioned, have a really nice year. Like when you're running six or seven deep at the defensive line, it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's 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 gonna be great because um Philadelphia just played a team with a similar kind of defensive line, a similar kind of star in Nick Bosa, and it was a bit tricky at times for them. They weren't, you know, as dominant as I think the scoreboard indicates. Obviously, we know well, what dude, happened. They got the fourth quarterback and then back to their third quarterback. Yeah, we know what happened, Yeah, with Brock Purdy, and, and that's unfortunate, but this will be another test for them in a particularly different way, which is, hey, you know where Nick Bosa's going to line up every time. It's either coming in the quarterback's face or at his obvious most blindside spot. They're going to move Chris Jones around. You know, Mike Dana can rush inside. Now they've showed, which was different than the first matchup, Carlos Dunlap can now rush inside um, in certain, you know, certain areas. So it's it's fascinating to see what they think the weak point is for the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. Obviously, that includes Lane Johnson. What what happens with him over the next, yeah. you know, 10, 10 or so days before kickoff. Um, but this is this is going to be a great a great matchup because the Eagles. From beginning to end, I've pretty much had the best offensive line in football. Um, and the Chiefs had the second most sacks of any team in the regular season. Two only? The Eagles. Yep. And it was it, it was fascinating to me that we were like, hey, man, 55 sacks, that's really good. That's both scheme and player driven. Um, obviously, that involves the blitz. But, like, can it – are we sure this is going to be applicable to the better teams, right? The Jaguars, who are getting better over the course of the second half of the season – Obviously, Cincinnati, who had done a very good job the last two times these teams have played, obviously with different sets of linemen. But let's translate it. It's applied. It's it's something that you have to put into consideration when you think about um, the Super Bowl matchup. But yeah, Chris Jones is Chris Jones is going to be a chief next year, guys. I think I think we can all we can all, we can all put that put put that behind us. On a smaller scale, another player to me that. Uh, to me, ended the question whether or not they would opt out of a, a three-year contract is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I thought he had a pretty decent normal MVS season mm-hmm. that you would expect, and then he stepped up in the biggest moment when they were down to him and Marcus Kemp and Sky Moore out there. Jody Fortson at times lined up at wide receiver. I mean, they were they were down to it. I forgot Marcus know. Kemp was on the roster. He would barely was activated. He got, he got yeah. elevated. Yeah. For, he got activated and elevated. Probably for only t- because for Cincinnati claimed Lamont's. There's a chance it all came together because and of that. But between that and Justin Watson having his illness yeah. towards the end of practice, towards the end of the practice week, I should say last week. Yeah, all those factors are why Marcus Kemp is is on the field and gotta have it. Unreal downs. But, but it's I, crazy. But I think MVS, like if there was any talk of oh opting out, saving money, like I think that's ended to me mm-hmm. when I look at what he was able to do in a big moment, and then also looking at who's under contract next year. And Kadarius Tony yet again is hurt. I'm sorry, guy. Like it, it sucks, but. 
he's not somebody I can go in next season thinking he's playing more than 12 games next season for me. So if you do that, then it's Tony and it's Sky Moore and it's MVS. Like you, you have to bring back MVS next year. To me, you're not opting out of that contract. Well, that's the best game in Marquez Valdez-Scantlin's career, regular season mm-hmm. or postseason, given the circumstances, given the stakes. And, yeah, he was wide receiver one from about, what, middle of the second quarter on? And he got separation. Yeah. Juju he came did. back in that game briefly, but then was immediately back out. So. Yeah. Um, and, look, I thought MVS was on the roster next year anyway just because um, the wide receiver market for free agency is yes. not going to be that very deep. So it was part of the reason why the, the contract was structured the way it was. Um, I also think Marquez understands the value of having an elite to the world's best quarterback coming from Aaron Rodgers. Um, So he understands that, like, his production is tied to the quarterback. Um, He saw how much the Chiefs wanted and and sort of valued his skill set. So I would have been surprised, even if things had gone a different way on Sunday, that the team wouldn't have brought him back. I mean, now what I will tell you, too, is that they'll – they're likely to draft another receiver. As they should, totally, yeah. Um, but MVS is part of the mix. Um, I think his yards and production were hidden for this reason, beyond just the raw stats that you can read on, on a website or on paper. Think of every Travis Kelsey highlight this season in the intermediate to deep range. It involves Marquez Valdez-Scantlin's speed being real and making a safety f- decide what you want to do. The safety has to say, do I need to cover Marquez Valdez-Scanlon because the quarterback can get the ball over my head if he if I let him get behind me because I'm so focused on Travis Kelsey. And then, I'm sorry, my teammate who's a linebacker, I, I got to cover this guy. Like, <laughs> he's running a deep post or he's running a nine route. And then the corner or whatever sophisticated zone, you know, look that Kelsey wants to get 12 yards downfield – I can't let him th- like every defensive coordinator has told all the secondary players do not let Mahomes get the ball over your head even without Tyreek Hill because MVS speed is real and legitimate so MVS helped Kelsey in a number of ways and now it's so fascinating it's the opposite yeah. Kelsey gets the double teams throughout much of that game from the Bengals and it sets up all these one-on-ones for Marquez valdez Scantling to absolutely cook Eli Apple and to win a one-on-one incredible situation. I whooped that guy all Basically, what did MVS say? I, 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 I whooped him all day, which is he did. essentially what he did. <laughs> which, which he did. Yeah. Uh, how, many, and, and how many people are going to butcher his name all week at Super Bowl Radio Row next week? Marquez Valdez. Oh, He'll correct him. Oh, I know. How many times is he going to correct people? He gets such a joy out of doing that. <laughs> yeah, he he does. really does. It seems like Every it. time he comes uh, to the podium, please say my name, right? And I'm like... Marquez. Marquez. Hey, well, the name is Marquez, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Let me build that. some credibility. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> sorry. so, so, so sorry. Uh, real quick, we had a random question of the day. Before we let you go, Cody threw us two random questions a day. Yeah. Would you like to ask both of them, Okay, please? so the first one was, do you want to go get drunk or get some drinks and watch Cocaine Bear? It's a movie that's coming out. I'm sure he's familiar with it. Yeah, uh, I am. <laughs> As someone who has you already seen it. No, God okay, no. Okay. Um, I don't think it's I, come out yet. I, I, I'm more in favor of saying yes if I'm <laughs> in a controlled environment. There we go. See? <laughs> so sure. it. I don't even like I can do they have two good scenes in this movie? That's all I'm I asking. I guarantee you they do. Okay, if, it's, if there's if Ray two. Ray Liotta's in it. It can't be that. To me, this yeah. is like the movie we're all having fun in the theater. Nobody cares if yeah. they're laughing and enjoying themselves. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Yes is my okay. answer. Okay, now, so Nate's good for that. Two. The second one was, assuming not your current relationship status, if you had to, <laughs> if you had to choose, would you keep 
the first job you ever had forever. That's going to be your job wow. for life. Or get married to the person that you lost your virginity to. Why you put me in here? <laughs> why? Why? Thanks for coming on with yeah. us this year, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> why you? Why you do this to me? Why? All right, let me get to the answer. <laughs> what was your first job? Let's start there. Are we talking like first job out of college or just first, first, first job? job. That's your general. job. Like he said, he was a stalker at Westlake Hardware. That's just your gig. Yeah, I, I worked at a grocery store. Dog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask myself. I'm gonna work myself up. No, that was Cody told us we can't get promoted. That was the other part. Well, you like can't that. get promoted? Yeah. He said I we can't. In the store, oh, you can get promoted. Can I help you? Yeah, he said you, you couldn't get promoted. You can't go beyond. You can't be like, you got to work that job. Then I'm going to have to make this relationship work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought someone said it best. They go, you can either be broken, miserable, or just miserable. So oh, like, no, you, no, no, gonna, easy, Or you got to marry someone who makes a lot of money. We got to make it work. We got to make it work, girl. We got to make it work. Some people can, you know. Because I'm from here and because I love our city, I'm sure somebody has figured out who my first girlfriend was. <laughs> Lovely woman. Encouraged her greatly in life. We were so young and so dumb. But, baby, we're going to have to make this work. Um, we I had am, some good times I think, time. we, I think we both made great decisions since. And I think both of us are doing just fine. Uh, I love Holly. I want to make that very clear. Uh, Holly will be coming with me to Arizona. Hey, okay. Awesome. So she was living and dying on every snap. Nick, Cody didn't tell us that. Do you think, is Cody bringing his wife and kids to the Airbnb for the I bring, No, no. It's just, it. it's just the missus. Okay. Just okay. the missus. Because we got a lot of Cody work to didn't do. Tell us and I was bringing my kids. Shut up with the whole family. <laughs> well, my kid has been asking to go. She says she has money. Ooh. She's like, I have money. I was like, you have that amount of money. Yeah, How like, much you been saving? You got like 50 bucks. Hey. I gotta get shout it out done. to her, man. Get the get the. Get Dude, the she money. was like, she was right. She's been saving all that money and get she's the, just been ready to cash in. I actually kind of think it's like a hundred dollars. Wow. I was like, we're almost there. Yeah, my at, at one point, uh Hayden, my son had like $86. And I was like, man, you are just you are just yeah, what what you gonna do with it, son? <laughs> like, now, we obviously we'll get to fiscal responsibility when you get a little older. Yeah, but yeah. like, hey, man, like you're doing. She's six. Burn it. Yeah, you're doing good in school. Like, or doing well in school. Obviously, grandparents love you. So, like, I mean, that's just a cash you can check any day. Um, but yeah, it, it, that that's so fun. I mean, it's um. It's been a great year, fellas. I can't believe we ended on this note. The idea that y'all forced me into this <laughs> type of mind. It's even worse than, so, like, do I want MVS from behind me or do I just want Travis Kelsey to eat, eat in the middle of the field? Oh, <laughs> what decision do I want to make? Why y'all put me in a harder Not box well, I, I than the safeties of NFL teams? Despite that question, I hope you will join us on Radio Row next week <laughs> yes. in, in Glendale. Nate Taylor from The Athletic, of course, the Nate Taylor Show, Monday nights right here on 610 Sports Radio. Up next, though, you'll hear our conversation with our our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, who was at Arrowhead for the first time. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwartz with you. Again, thanks today, Taylor, from The Athletic, for joining us in studio. You guys remember we mentioned this last week when we had Vinny Pasquantino on that he was going to go out to Arrowhead for the first time. Him and his fiance were at Arrowhead, and uh, that's where we started our conversation with our NFL insider. Now, joining Cody and Gold. Hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, let me tell you that. It's your 2022 VinFL Insider. Are his hands going to get any bigger? Royals first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino. As a uh, potential future Chiefs fan, we hate the Broncos. Chris at Overland Park, actually, it's not who's joining us currently. Uh, I hear he had a great time at Arrowhead for the first time ever. How was it? Well, first, I need to uh, I need to say two things before we start. Okay. Uh, I would like to uh, officially apologize to all of the people of Kansas City. Oh. Because I made a grave mistake on Sunday evening, Saturday, Sunday evening. I tweeted out and said Red Kingdom instead of Chiefs Kingdom, <laughs> and I need to formally, publicly apologize for the grievance that I have, you know. For the transgressions that I have done. Um, so I, I officially apologize to all of the people of Kansas City, to the Chiefs players, to everybody there. I'm so sorry that I referred to you as Red Kingdom instead of <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom. I will never, ever do that again. I think you're good anyway because everybody's in a great mood because the Chiefs won. You know, that was the time. Time if you for were forgiveness. To, yeah, if you were ever to make a mistake, that game and this weekend was it because everybody's in an A-plus mood right now ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And the second thing I need to say is thank you to both Cody, Alex, uh, Nick slash 610 Sports Show, Steven Spector, and Allison from the Odyssey sales team for taking care of me this weekend. Uh, what an unbelievable time. Arrowhead was rocking. The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. And we're, uh, we're rolling to Arizona next week. Okay, so what's your plan? Before we talk about what happened in the two games as our NFL insider what is your plan? I feel like it is a rare case that everyone's going to be sitting in Arizona with the Super Bowl up the block. Are there a group of players planning on getting to the game? I have no idea. Uh, I've talked to a few guys about it. Uh, phones are phones are in use trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, I'm working on it myself. Um, everybody's just trying to figure out. It's the, it's the biggest ticket in town, and we're trying to find a way to get some. I've thought about a good idea. I think Grinky should just pop for everybody. <laughs> I think Grinky just Grinky's made the Welcome most money back. on the team. I think Grinky should just buy for everyone. 
Welcome back, Zach. Here is your <laughs> price of admission. Uh, yeah, no, I doubt that will be happening. Uh, but, hey, you, you never know. It's a crazy world that we live in. <laughs> Maybe just feeling generous. It's getting towards yeah, the end of his right. career. He's just like, you know what? I want to do this for all these guys. Yep, I don't know if I'd be I'd be somebody he'd purchase a ticket for, but hey, you never know. Uh, I'm sure he has a pitching staff to take care of. Um, he's got to do what he's got to do, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, Vinny, you also before even you went to to Arrowhead on, on Sunday, you had it quite the weekend. You were down in San Antonio, I think it was at the Alamo Dome. You were there for Royal Rumble, so you just had a, you just had a fantastic weekend. How was that? It was unbelievable. Shout out to the WWE. Uh, for making that happen. There's a few other people behind the scenes that I, I thanked a bunch privately that I won't do publicly, but it was unbelievable. It was a first-class treatment, car service, that kind of a little bit of the backstage. It was just, wow. it was unbelievable. Um, it was, uh, it was definitely a, it was a really special weekend. And you know, I'm just a very, very lucky man. Vinny, what did you think of of Arrowhead for the first time? I think it's one of those places. It's got NFL lore to it, right? People say it's loud. People talk about those things from the outside, but actually being in the building for the first time, what did you make of it? Yeah. So you're right about that. It's like a, it's like a myth. Like the arrowhead is just one big giant myth. I think um, just of how loud it is. I mean, it's the loudest stadium in the league. And so I don't think there's any way to actually prepare for that. I, I really don't know how opposing quarterbacks get play calls off. I really don't understand how they do it. I understand that they train it, but like, I don't understand how, especially in the shotgun, they're able to communicate at all. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, definitely a really special game. And it was, uh, the, you know, the fans are hilarious. Uh, there was one guy in the section that I was in. On There was one drive where the Chiefs went three and out, and they threw the ball three times. Uh, it was in the first half. And one guy near me was calling for Andy Reid's job. Uh, he <laughs> called him a few explicits, called him large, and, uh, you know, said that he should be fired because of that. And I would probably make the case that he should not be fired. So... <laughs> So, yeah, so that, you know, being at it, being in the stands is just uh, is really cool. We've made you pay more attention to Chiefs football this year. What, what's what been the most impressive thing about following the team this year and them getting to the Super Bowl? I think just how impressive they are. Um, just, I, I mean, they're just so good. They're so good. And being led by 15 and 87 is just really special to have. And coming from somebody who is working on being a Chiefs fan and follows another team, that's really special. And you guys are uh, you guys are in a really good spot. I think it's really funny. I'm not sure in a good or bad way that I've seen a bunch on Twitter of like people who cover either the Chiefs or the game of football or talk in Kansas City taking a victory lap around the city of of Cincinnati pretty much. <laughs> I know there was a lot going on. Uh, it's just really funny seeing like the just a victory lap everybody's taking. Um, and I, you know, we're all happy that, that the Chiefs came out with a win. Yeah, I was curious how you saw that because we, we know the Chiefs, for the most part, leading up to the game kind of just kept their mouth shut while Cincinnati and their mayor and their players were, were opening their mouth and, and obviously very confident to a point of being arrogant, I would say, heading in. And then after the game, we obviously know the Chiefs players were well aware of everything that was said. And then Kelsey and just go down the list of players were, were quick to, to point out everything that was said as an athlete. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, like how do you block that out? But deep down, you still know everything that's being said. Yeah. I think typically the way that I do it is I try not to talk about other people. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm sure in my life, I've had a few moments where, you know, confidence or cockiness gets the best of me. And I mention other people, but I think, for me at least, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else. The, the best way I try to do it is just be confident in my own game and, and then go play the game. 
Uh, you never want to put yourself in a position where your back's almost up against the wall because of something that you said. Uh, that's kind of the worst place to be in because at the end of the day, you have to go perform. And if you don't perform well enough, it doesn't even really matter how well you individually perform. If your team wins or loses, that's all that matters. So, um, you know, that's why certain players get away with being able to talk sometimes. Um, and, you know, I'm just happy for the Chiefs. And, I mean, Travis Kelsey's line was – I mean, the, the funniest video was when Mahomes was uh, giving his interview and he was, you know, giving the Lord his praise. And then Kelsey right. just <laughs> runs in there and he's tackling. I mean, that's just a really funny representation of just kind of sports in general. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was a really cool, really cool game. And it, I'm just so fortunate to have been there. Speaking to our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. Vinny, so there was a lot of talk about the refereeing in the game against Cincinnati. Carl Sheffers is the referee of the Super Bowl who has a long history with Kansas City. What are your current feelings as our NFL insider of the state of refereeing in the NFL? I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I, know that, I know that sounds really bad, and, like, it's been a lot of talk. And I texted you about it yesterday to see if I could get a reaction. And I think I did a little bit. Um, <laughs> All right, so all that talk was going on about the referees from the game, which, by the way, I didn't – because I was at the game and I don't know, like, all that much about football other than just being a fan, I had no idea that really any of that was going on. Like, I wasn't keeping track of who was getting penalties and who wasn't. So I didn't know that that was happening. But I did know that you guys were already talking about the Super Bowl referees last week. So I texted Cody yesterday. I said, with all this talk about referees going on, I see everybody in Kansas City is upset with the, with the talk. How do you feel that you guys have been talking about the Super Bowl referees? And I got a laundry list back of, of ways that he has is, he is messed up the Chiefs before. So, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I, I really st- don't care. I stand by that. Carl Sheffers is wrong, does Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny. It's like uh, all the baseball guys that I used to have issue with, they're all slowly leaving baseball. So I can't even, like, text you about those guys anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the tough part is I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, officials don't need to be better or anything because everybody needs to be at the top of their game, especially at the highest level of the sport. It is really hard. We all are aware of that. But you know what you're getting like nobody's begging people to be referees. No. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it. It's like you need to be a professional. You need to do the best you human, like, you know, the best you possibly can. Sometimes you don't have it that night. You know, it just seems as if especially in football, there's so many different ways of, you know, I mean, I hear it all the time. I don't know for a fact, but they hold on every play. So what makes you call it sometimes? What makes you not call it sometimes? And like, we're all in agreement that the last play, that was a roughing or an unnecessary roughness, whatever they whatever they call it. Like the guy knew it. And I think everybody kind of felt for the guy, but at the end of the day, he he made a mistake, and you know that happens in sport. Um, so I just hope you know I hope the Super Bowl goes off without a hitch when it comes to officials, and you know it's just two really good football teams battling it out. Yeah, Vin, th- this is Carl Jeffers. This is the the moment that that has really prompted everybody to to hate him. There's no foul in the play for blocking the back. Timeout. He was crying, yeah. Vinny. He was crying while <laughs> announcing that there was no penalty. Hey, man, the referees are, are people too, you know. They just, they're just trying to do their job. And, you know, sometimes the fans just get on you too much and you just need to have a good cry. Um, you know, hopefully in the Super Bowl, <laughs> I mean, you've got Philly fans and Kansas City fans. I don't think his job's going to be any, any very easy with those two fan bases. And 
Yeah, I'm just excited for Carl to get back up on the horse and see what he's got during the Super Bowl. Vinny, when's the last time you cried? I mean, you talk about Shepard's like, do you have a good cry every once in a while? Cry every day. Uh, you know, try to laugh, cry, and what's the other thing? Um, live? Live. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just try to show my emotions in any way possible at any given time. So, like, God, when was the last time I cried? That's a really good question. <laughs> Maybe, oh, you know what? Not to, you know, not to sound like it, but I think the day that I got engaged, I cried. That might be the last day. There you day. go. I, you know, oh, play go. this back for play this back for your fiance <laughs> later. That's a very good yeah, answer. Which, by the way, by the way, she is still feeling Arrowhead as we speak. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like if you were at the game at Arrowhead on on uh, Sunday, and you're maybe there was a sickness going on through Arrowhead, but she's still feeling it right now. You know, she's in a better spot. Uh, you know, things are working. Things are working. All right, Vinny, we'll, we'll check in next week. We'll talk more about the game. Hopefully, we'll see you out in Arizona. And uh, glad you guys enjoyed Arrowhead. Yeah, why don't we just do go ahead and do a live show uh, at Radio Row in Arizona, and then we'll just we'll make our first live show happen where I'm in person with you guys. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll get Vinny out to Radio Row in Glendale. That's the plan. Yeah. All right, sounds good, guys. I'll see you next week. There you go. That was our conversation with Vinny Pasquantino. And, yeah, because of how everything's working out, spring training right around the corner and the Super Bowl, of course. And Phoenix. Vinny gets to report early because he, of the World Baseball Classic. So some of those guys are going to be out there. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll have Vinny Pasquantino join us at some point next week from Arizona. Live on site. It'll be the first time we've typically just done the phone. It'll be nice to nice to have that. It'll be a lot of fun. Remember, he was supposed to come in, but then him and Nick had the spat, and then we had to squash right. that beef. But that's good. To and go now well. we're good. Yeah, that's good. I think everything. You everybody... guys have put it all behind you, right, Nick? Correct. Yeah, okay. so it's full steam ahead. Full steam ahead for Super Bowl week. I can't wait. Vinny on Radio Row, that's going to be a lot of fun. Do you think we can send him off to be like to do some reporting for us? Put him oh, to work a little I bit. I think he would do it. He's our NFL insider. Maybe, maybe there's another job. For I him. might actually have to see if we can get a t-shirt printed that says Venafel Insider and he walks around wearing Just Ven- get one t-shirt? Either Venafel Insider or I think Nick said like Vintern. I think we get a t-shirt for him that he has to wear while he's doing it. Vintern. I like the idea of everyone being like, was that supposed to say intern? But somebody <laughs> added a V? No, he's our Vintern. It's different. We just add the V to any job he does here with I us. I think we got to work on a shirt. What, is, what do you think? Is he, a, is he a 2X? What do we? I don't know. We got to, we think? Oh, man. Look that. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. You can't a, ask. You can't have Nick's in that text after the roller coaster thing. Oh, you think? I think he can ask his shirt size. I'm thinking he was. He's like six four, two twenty. I'm guessing that's a two X. It feels like a two X situation. <laughs> that feels right. <laughs> Otherwise, he's gonna be wearing this tight fit. <laughs> we give him like a crop fit. top. That says, I don't think he wants to wear that. <laughs> that says Vinter on it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. That. He's been getting in incredible shape in the off season, so maybe he'd like to show off that body. There you go. He's easy enough. We haven't, you know, I guess we haven't followed up on that. I noticed you didn't that. ask Vinny that, the same question you asked us and, and, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, and Nate Taylor. In fairness, we covered that I, later uh, in the show. Did, and he's just, recently engaged. I would never do that to a recently <laughs> oh, engaged man. You know? Okay, okay. Nick is pre-engaged. Different. Gotcha. Vinny, if Nick had just gotten engaged, when he's, I wouldn't have asked him. You interesting. Know? I, I so respect even though the, I respect, are more stable when you're, huh. I respect the engagement, you know? <laughs> okay. That's, that's why I didn't ask Vinny. I respect him too much. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so I've seen the most recent line, and it still appears it's plus nine. Yeah, sunflower for Kansas tonight. State. Uh, Are you? The- I can't believe the line moved this much. It started five and a half or six. Look, we talked about crazy line movement because oh, yeah. the Chiefs for the second straight game started as a favorite mm-hmm. and immediately, inside of like sixty minutes, became the betting underdog in the games in which they were playing, both in the UFC title game and now here in the Super Bowl. But tonight against K-State, they've got a 50-50 shot about being Kansas. The only difference is it's 60-40 because it's Allen Fieldhouse. 
Other than that, these two teams clearly match up pretty well with each other and have similar issues with depth. So it's like one team gets in foul trouble, which both teams did the last time out. 16. That's how you ended up in this like drag out. Yeah, 67th free throws, I believe it was, in the, the first matchup. Jalen Wilson had 38 points the first go around. Somebody else has to step up and help the guy out in this matchup for them to, to win. I think Kansas will win, but I, I like K-State to cover. Uh, I, I think eight and a half points seems awfully Awfully high to me. Now, look, it's it's Allen Fieldhouse, and we all know You're how, wearing your rock chalk sweatshirt, how things so. can get out of hand. I am wearing that. Carrington, even as a Missouri fan, complimented me. He said he really likes it. He goes, what is that? I go, it's a little Charlie Hustle. I'm a little Charlie Hustle. It's very comfortable. Thank you. Nick, are you wearing Kansas gear today? No, he's sporting Washington. Big Trip McDuffie guy. I am there you sporting go. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what he had in mind when he put it on this morning. And Chris Peterson. And, and, and Marcus Peters. Hmm. Is there any other... Can you remember any other Washington football players or basketball players? Michael Penix Jr. There you go. Who is that? Uh, who's that like the top five word. draft pick in the NBA that was a bust? Jake Locker. No, that's a quarterback. Yeah. Markel Fultz. Fultz. That's he's, going, he's still rolling. I don't think he turned into be the you know based on where he was drafted player. I like that this trivia contest of name Washington really athletes. Really fun stuff. Thrilling way to end the show. Uh, we're back at it tomorrow from uh, 10 to 2. Up next, CDOT on the drive. to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.